Thanks for listening to the Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Having football down to a science starts with having sleep down to a science. Because the better you sleep, the better you show up on game day. That's why NFL players rely on the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. It senses their movement and automatically adjusts to keep them effortlessly comfortable. And it tracks vital sleep metrics like average heart rate and average breath rate, so they know exactly how well they slept. It tackles the science. All they have to do is sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all Smart Beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, only for a limited time. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Hey guys, we're using Poshmark and you should too. Do you have things that you don't wear anymore? Poshmark is seriously the easiest way to make room in your closet, make some cash, and also snag a bargain. It's the coolest reseller with the best brands like Lululemon, Nike Reformation, and Gucci for up to 70% off. DJ Khaled has a closet and Serena Williams. Download the app today. Enter Podcast 10 when you sign up for $10 off your first purchase on Poshmark. Well, we're going to do uh, who the F sells this S in the first half. We'll also uh, get into uh, my notions about uh, Big Brother and uh, being a Catholic Big Brother and what we need for this country. First, I'll tell you about Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Well, sure you do. And uh, it can be hard work. Let's make things easy. Go to Geico and get your bundle going. That makes it easy. Take your automotive policy and bundle it up with your uh, homeowners or your renter's insurance. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your house. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. Geico makes it easy to get your bundle on at geico.com. Hi, I'm Jingle Jared. I'm the number one jingle writer of all time. No big deal. Anyways, I sold my business, and now I'm looking for a new job. In my podcast called Occupational Therapy, Conversations from the Audio Chateau, I sit down with experts across every imaginable field of work. I know a lot of exceptionally talented folks, including comedians, head of multinational companies, pro athletes, pro gamers, celebrity chefs, and even some of the top TV show creators of all time. With the help of my co-host, Zach Selwyn, I'm going to talk to as many of those people as I possibly can to look for my next occupation. This is an opportunity for me to learn something new and show the world that it takes a lot of education, dedication, and perspiration to achieve at a high level across any field. Join me every Wednesday on Occupational Therapy, Conversations from the Audio Chateau, an audio up podcast. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Richard Kind. With Gia Grad on news, Bald Brian on sound effects, and a round of who the fuck sells this shit. And now, Lynch wrote a killer 420 intro joke, but got so high he forgot he wrote this joke yesterday. Adam Corolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the trip. We're getting on Get it on. Welcome to the show. And thanks for sharing with a friend. Saw the ratings went up last week. Good day, Gina Grad. Good day to you. Handball, Brian. Me, in favor of legalizing all drugs. <laughs> Love it. All right. I have, uh, I have thoughts. Um, my first is uh, I was thinking about the, the nation coming apart at the seams and... Uh, Thinking about how uh, this big division between black and white, and uh, then, as you know, 
Um, I always think all these roads lead back to these uh, fatherless uh, children. And uh, do you think it's as much a division between black and white as it is a? Um, uh, what's yeah, the word? I, I like it's, it, no, but it's perpetuated. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, no, I think it's news cycle and politicians. Like, I don't feel like divided from a lot of no, white no, people. no. I, I don't think average white people and average black people feel that way. I just feel like it's a beating of the right. drum. Mm-hmm. I don't a know if, if the politicians do it first or the news does it first, but it becomes a sort of a cycle, well, becomes a theme, right. and they both benefit, and then they just beat the drum right. about Jim Crow 2.0 and about systemic racism. They just and it just perpetuates itself and it just keeps going and going and going so if you literally just watch the news or you watch the politicians and you weren't from this country or from another planet you just turn on the tv you'd be like oh my god it's a race war right like people just what charles manson wanted right so uh but but that's going on and i i i hope more people are just sort of tuning it out and getting on with their lives but i was also thinking to myself um Never been a better time for the Big Brother program. Mm, so I was talking sure. to Dr. Drew about this, and he said that... They still got to be around, right? Yeah, they're around. Uh, well, somebody called our show, Doc, me and Dr. Drew's show, and mentioned he was a Big Brother, and he was t- taking a cue from me saying that I was a Big Brother back in the day. And then Drew mentioned something that he, he's mentioned before, but I forgot about. They They say that one good adult relationship like one kid who doesn't have a dad if he can have a meaningful relationship with an adult Mm -hmm. male i presume outside of the house that they do 70 percent better i just need that that one guy to to intervene absolutely and i thought um well this is a big deal and and you know all the stuff you hear about all the you know the news reports it as bad cop shootings, but thirteen year olds out on the street at three a.m. shooting guns. There could be some issues there yeah. with the dad in the home. I would say it's also bad shooting. It's also yeah. It's 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 both, but one is kind of in, unavoidable. If you have a guy with a gun and you're called and he's shooting the gun, and also when the cops show up at three in the morning, who? They don't know how old this person is. Right. They just know they got a report with a guy and a right. gun, and then the guy has the gun, and he throws the gun and then gets shot a tenth of a second later. I mean, it's going to be really hard to sort that stuff out or, or to just go, you know, go eliminate it or show up with cops that don't have right. guns or have social workers intervene. Like, it's it's all great, but it really the heart of the matter is what's the kid out at 13 with a gun for how did we get here how do we get here at three in the morning right so uh that would seem like a more sensible way to stem the tide of this politicians news not not interested in that they want the outcome part not the causational part but anyway i thought uh yeah big brothers and then I thought, uh, yeah, it makes a big difference. And uh, this guy was calling us, said he got the kid. The kid didn't have the dad. You know, you could imagine that the kid's life would not go on that trajectory where you're out in the middle of the night shooting guns. And then I thought, uh, never spoken of. It's a, it's, it's, it's a neither here nor there kind of yeah. thing, you know? Well, two thoughts. One, we just had the guest on a few months ago who 
maybe it was longer, talked about mentorship, and that's really what mm-hmm. this is, right? The importance right. of mentor. You're really mentoring a child. It's not your child. Number two, I wonder, because I haven't heard a lot about it recently. I'm looking on their website, and it's just called the Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, not Catholic Big Brothers, Catholic Big Sisters. Did it fall out of favor mm-hmm. with the Catholic Church scandals? Uh, and, and obviously, you know, you have that inherent problem, visual problem with you know, bad optics with the older man and the younger boy and blah, blah, blah. Like, did it fall out of favor with the with the scandals of a few, I don't know, decade and a half ago. That's interesting. Maybe. What I thought you were going to say, uh. because I was sort of thinking, I think I got a little atom on me on this one, when you said that doesn't say Catholic anymore, I thought you were going to say, did it fall out of favor with the sort of woke, non-religious masses of like, well, it sounds religious, I'm not interested. Well, mm. we, we don't like, well, there's probably some of each. We don't like the Boy Scouts anymore. Right. We don't like bygone mm-hmm. things with titles that that harken back to it a different time. True, but the Boy Scouts also had their own scandal. They oh, may yeah. have fallen out of favor. you know. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, it, I, mo- a lot of organizations have scandals. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, they don't usually change the name of the organization. I just think it's, it's a kind of a, we don't like quaint anymore. Like, we don't mm-hmm. like whatever you no. grew up with. We want something different than that. So whatever. Catholic. Right. I don't know if that hurt the program or not. But either way, we need a big brother program. Doesn't uh, do not care what the denomination is. And I, I was thinking to myself, what what could be more impactful than this? And, you know, we're constantly talking about you know, prison overcrowding and cop mm-hmm. reform and black on black crime and stuff. What could be more impactful than this? And we have talked about probably murder hornets more in in the last uh, year oh, than we've talked about this. You know, we talk about this sort of stuff, you know, climate change and stuff like that. We talk about this really big stuff. And we talk about the uh, little stuff, like mm-hmm. like murder hornets. We don't really talk about the medium-sized stuff yeah. that would actually get something done. And I'd love it if politicians or news anchors or whatever would start talking about member- uh, mentorships mm-hmm. and Big Brother programs, stuff like that. But then I got back to my freeway signs. Okay. Uh, Los Angeles could use some Big Brothers. Throw it up there on the goddamn sign. That would be great. And tell everyone they get a break on their next registration when they buy a car or whatever if they be sign mentor. up. Yeah. That's a great idea. Just be a mentor and just just put the eight hundred number, whatever it is, or the website up there and just have millions of people passing under that and make a little impact here. That's a great idea. I My, my first thought, unfortunately, I mean, it, it's perfect. And of course they should do that. But if anyone has had any brushings or know anyone who's had any dealings with, um, you know, adoption, with child protective services, with fostering, this is a very broken system. So well, I doubt they're going to add another thing to their plate when it doesn't seem like they're really doing I've, great I've, with that. I've been through it. It's 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 pretty. They they vet you. Um, first off, I just ha- mean would they even bother getting a program like this? Started? Oh, they wouldn't bother. They don't bother doing anything right. that would do anything. Right. That's the thing. They just put click their ticket up right. on the sign and hope we all just die and forget <laughs> about it. But they really want to do something. Not only that, talk about. What it would do for these young, you know, inner city kids from the broken families, but also the lion's share of these guys, as I I can attest from the uh, barbecue, they're white dudes. Mm -hmm. 
and this would bring a white dude into the black boy's world. No good? And no, it would change their probably perception of what they're being hit over the head with every time they turn the news on or hear, hear a politician talking. You have this guy who comes in this this white guy who comes in and mentors or is a big brother it's not really a mentor ship or the i think of a mentor is different but anyway big brother you have this relationship and now you can say to a group that is closed off that thinks they have a target on their back oh mm-hmm. there are good people on the other side who want to come in and help i think it would be impactful and it would be nice to just have a little concerted effort on it, get behind it a little bit, to get it going in I some agree. of these big cities. It used to be something that people would talk about a little bit. I mean, when I knew about it, people talked about mm-hmm. it, and then it's kind of gone away. You're I just right. haven't heard anything yeah. about it. Then I started thinking, uh, also, you know, my, my guy, Nate, you know, Everyone thinks I'm a douche, but he was he was a horrible high school student. He was just horrible. And uh, he was like, I'm going to go to junior college. And I'm like, eh, don't go to junior college. He's just going to go. What are you going to do yeah. that's different than what you're already doing, which is being a piss poor student? This is like <laughs> 1994, uh, 93, 94. Guys, a computer, guys into computers. In 1993, I go, computers, man. I think people are going to want computers. Wait for the future. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know shit about them, and I don't have one, but maybe people are going to have them, and maybe if you could learn about computers, so go to computer school for six months or whatever it is. Do not bother. (laughs) Or if you go to junior college, just take all computer shit, but focus on computers Get your get your livelihood going, and then later on, we want to peck away at the general ed, which no one ever does. Right, you can. Yeah. She would have been the right age and the right era and the right time to get on the ground floor of like a dot com or something. Right. Oh yeah. And thank God you said something because he could have just as easily gone into typewriter repair. Right. In ninety three, I was pushing him for toaster repair. Right. But yeah, I get your meaning. Yeah. So there's that, and then I started. Uh, thinking about those days and uh then i started thinking about uh tim the russian rapper and then i realized i hadn't busted out one of tim's beats in a while so i thought i would do that so for people who don't know my kid nate had no friends because yeah. he was an awkward little guy but he did have a fat russian friend named team 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 which was always i I just feel it's always weird when somebody says pronounces something weird mm-hmm. and the person keeps asking them, How, what, what is that? And they go, right. team. And you go, what is that again? <laughs> team. It's like, okay, the Change third, it up. The, go with something <laughs> no. else. Go with something else. <laughs> and as I always say, I can toggle right back and forth between Tim and team. Yeah, no problem. It's no problem. Yeah. You, you've been in the country for a decade. You, you mix you, it up. You're Tim yeah, now. Go, Throw go out another with, one. Go with Tim. Yeah. I know you have an accent. Just I'll pretend like my name is Tim, right? And I live in the Soviet Union. What's my name, Gina? Team. Team. That I would adjust. Yes. I would, I would make the cultural adjustment. Yeah. Uh, team uh, never did make the adjustment. Mm. Heavy, heavy guy. Like the uh, gangster rap, and uh, the uh, rap goes a little something like this. Beaches ain't shit, but hoes and fricks suck on these balls and leak on these dick. That's what he would say in the back of my Zuzu Trooper. 
So it went. While he was drinking his like 64 ounce big gulp suicide when we're heading up the hill at 30 miles an hour to go to Magic Mountain. I <laughs> dropped that trooper into second gear. You know, remember you'd have to drop a gear to get uh, up a hill? Yeah, of course. Like it's like, oh, I got a four banger and a full size SUV, and there's no way I'm putting this thing in fifth and motoring up that I, hill. I drove my high school friends in my 81 Toyota Corona. I know exactly wow. what it's like to have to um, push it. Real quick, I just drooled. Second of all, did you get that clean, Brian? We're working on it. Okay. Um, then uh, his next one was, uh, I got Bachan like John McEnroe. That beach steps up, I'm smocking the hoe. <laughs> that's what he, that's what team, God knows what the hell team oh, is, is up to. He's fine team. I, I don't know if we'd like that result. <laughs> I, I find... Tim's a gulag. I find that, yeah, I, he's going to be even heavier set if we ever see Team. I never, I never did get uh, his his last name, but he lived not too far away from Nate. We'd go pick him up, and then I was like, "What do I care? You guys can go hang out, Let's go yeah. to the beach. We'd always go to the beach because the beach was free, right? Essentially, beaches. Yeah, beaches. <laughs> Smack the beaches." Yeah. Yeah. Smack her beach up. <laughs> and uh, another story I'm fond of with the team is um, I was, uh, you know, they're 13, 14. They're starting to like the ladies. And team was not desirable. Well, the comedy is they went to Beverly Hills High. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. How the, how'd that work? Because the mom got a bad apartment in yeah, the, district, the district. I know the drill. And like lived in there with like five of our kids. Right. But she got into that district so they could go to Beverly Hills. But you, you have to picture the, uh, you know, ladies from uh, 90210 and then fat team in oh, yeah. the spindly Nate. That's tough not, stuff. Not going to work for them. But yeah. Um, they would have done better over here. Guys, you know? like, yeah, probably pulling up in BMWs and yeah. stuff like that. And they're walking there with their bad backpacks on and stuff. It was not, yeah, not have, a good place. I have thoughts about that. Like, doing, and, and I don't know from the school districts here, but I would just think, like, doing everything you can, because I know somebody who did this, get it, doing everything you can to get your kid into that school district, into Beverly Hills. And then you don't realize as a parent, because you don't remember what it was like in mm-hmm. high school, all the other shit they're going to have to deal with that they wouldn't have dealt with if they went to a school that wasn't as Beverly Hillsy. Well, how about the optics for the Catholic Big Brothers trying to play right. the hero? Where does he go? Is he like <laughs> deep in San, yeah, San Fernando right. High or is in Watts? Yeah. Is it Beverly? You know, they've got the swim gym. That's right. They have their own TV station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, they have an oil derrick. Right. That's they where they really get their do. money. Yeah, so they do. Town. So, uh, <laughs> but I was, I was trying to explain to them. I was like, God, you two losers are never going to get laid. Like, especially Beverly Hills High. Like, yeah. No fucking way. But I was trying to, you know, be fatherly at the time. And they were complaining about no girls would like them. You got a prostitute? And all that kind of stuff. Nice. I should have. I couldn't afford my own prostitute back then, man. Uh, so I was like, um, and I was flat busted. I didn't have any money back then in my life. So it was like kind of. It, it it was like <laughs> all these years you thought you got the short. End of the yeah. Stick. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's an interesting thing. <laughs> I was not as a poor person who hung out with other poor people. Nobody ever bought 
anyone else lunch. Mm-hmm. You would just go to eat, and then you'd just whack it up right. every time. You'd, if you went to In-N-Out, you paid for your own In-N-Out. Your friend paid for their own right. In-N-Out. And if you went out to Denny's or something, you'd just have to whack up that, that check. Right. And uh, so it was weird because i was broke and i felt it was hard to like buy these guys lunch and pay for the whatever we had to pay for the movie tickets or whatever but um you know max pata i remember taking him to see uh hellraiser in uh in westwood as i recall and whenever that movie came out, it could have been Hellraiser 2 or Pinhead or whatever been, it was. The, the other one was like late 80s, I think. It must, have been, it must have been two, but that would have, that put a timestamp on it. Anyway, we're driving to the beach or to Magic Mountain or wherever the hell. Because they used to have Catholic Big Brother Day at, at like Magic Mountain. Oh, or they'd right. have like a barbecue That's or they'd cool. have a church thing or they'd have these, you know, events. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they did. That's the other thing too. They could get businesses mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. Airlines could get involved. Amusement parks, at restaurants. That's you great. know, right? Here's a discount. Bring the kids in. You know, so they were uh, Hellraiser. Let's see, nineteen nineteen eighty seven is the first one. Nineteen eighty eight is the second one. Yeah. Was this a discount theater? Was it a Second no, rate run, or it was it was matinee. Okay, that much uh, that much. I well, recall. I'm just saying if you if it was, it was the early 90s by the time you saw it, it was followed by nine sequels. Oh, it could have been one of those. Yeah, maybe it was three. Uh, I don't know, but it could have been. It was December '88 was two, so it could have been it Hellraiser three, Hell on Earth, or was it Hellraiser Bloodline? <laughs> it could have been around the mid 90s. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe Pinhead fought Godzilla or something at some point. But anyway. Um, Nate and team were uh, lamenting over the fact that they couldn't get any chicks mm. at school. And I was like agreeing with them in my head, you know, like, <laughs> you of course, because we're never going to get laid. But um, I I thought I should intervene. So like at some part, point, I said, well, that's because last year you were in the ninth grade. And then this year you're going into the tenth grade, and then you're going to get all those freshman oh. chicks who come in who want the uh, you know older, more seasoned gentlemen. Well They're played. all going to be after you. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was well played. And then <laughs> team Tim goes uh, from the back seat of the trooper. He goes, uh, uh, "Let's face it, T- Nate is too skinny, and I'm too fat." <laughs> <laughs> I went, well, that's a realistic young man right yeah. there. Good self-assessment. They look yeah. like a 10 standing next to each other. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Catholic Big Brother or just Big Brother like organization. They, sh- they should be pushing it. They should be uh, out there ringing that bell. should be up on the signs. There should be like a – if they made some sort of effort <laughs> like they do with water conservation or right. secondhand smoke or mask wearing yep. or whatever, just go ahead and make it a public thing and uh, push on it a little bit. And first of all, my, my dad did this too because he was real into – you know he was oh, the Pied Piper. Him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, Brian. He was kind of the Pied Piper of kids. So he, he did this at a time too. But what is really great about your story is you can't use the excuse, I don't have the money for that. You didn't have any money. The kid just wanted a, a, a older, cool guy to spend time with, or guy. I guess. Yeah, he just wanted. Yeah, he just wanted <laughs> to. He just wanted to hang out. Yeah. I, I, I had no money at the time. I told you, I got my phone shut off. Oh, That's a him. little money I had. I gave my stupid calling card or whatever you'd use back mm-hmm. then, and uh, he found some chick on the internet. Lived in Kentucky. 
That was uh that was a great conversation. It's like, hey Adam, yeah. Can you drive me to Kentucky? <laughs> wow. I don't know. Bold. <laughs> My car overheats when I head up the two uh for uh, La Cunada, so I don't know if I can make it to Kentucky. Uh, What's going on in Kentucky? <laughs> That's some chick on the internet. Probably oh. a dude, you know. Okay. Grab up, pack your bags. <laughs> Who knows? I gave my stupid calling card and then oh, I got so my great. phone cut off because he talked to her for two hours a day and then they just shut. After you explicitly told him not to. Oh, it was a long, it was, it was one of the, I've had many, many conversations in my life that sort of go the way of my mom's pocket door. That's really that that's how it all works with me which is like my mom's remodeling the bathroom or the only bathroom in her the house bathroom. before it was demolished and uh, it's miniature it's a miniature little bathroom and the door swings open one way the door swings open and blocks the mm-hmm. sink and the other way the door swings open and blocks the bathtub Oof, uh. so it's not that's a little mm-hmm. narrow bathroom and uh you know I'm a journeyman carpenter and uh at some point, I go, uh, can't have this door. And if it swings out, it blocks the, the hallway. hallway. <laughs> it's it's all just one big sort of uh, can see. Yeah. feng shui clusterfuck. You have to have so an accordion door. I said, get a mm. pocket door. You're you're all you're all in framing now. Everything's wide open. Once you put the drywall up, once you do, there's no more pocket door. You can get good pocket doors. The action's good. Mm-hmm. They'll have ball bearings. It's not not the cheap vinyl ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just get a decent pocket door. You slide it in. It'll slide right mm-hmm. in behind the tub. You got room for it here. It, the studs are all exposed. Now is the time to do it. It's going to take uh, you know. It's going to be three hundred bucks. Going to take half a day to put it in. Do it. And your problem will be solved. And she's like, okay. And then... Um, and it was done. Moving. It was done. <laughs> Next story. Six months later. Six months later, I like walked in and I was, uh, you know, went, of course, the door was just swinging and I went and went to go use the sink and like my stepdad flung the door open, the doorknob went up my ass while I was at the sink. And I was like... Why didn't you do the pocket door? It's like, man, we decided to go with it. And I, my, my whole thing is just, Definitely you know. please just stop me in the middle of <laughs> right. whatever I'm yeah, Just go, I have no intention yeah. of ever Dear doing man. this yeah. thing. You're, you're talking about, uh, what, keto or yep. pocket doors yep. or cold water. Just don't, I'm just going to jump right in and right. go, never going to happen. Yeah. yeah, with him, I gave him a long speech about <laughs> using this card responsibly God. and using it sparingly. And if he did it, he could keep using it. But if he didn't, it would be taken away. For, and he went, nuts on it and my phone got shut off two weeks later you should issue people of a certain age adam you're about there like the card that just says that you hold it up say not interested so we can stop Move at on. a certain point like a, a bitter paddle like to guess like to give my mm-hmm. in-laws that when it comes to like sonos like i don't want to explain for the hundredth time how it works like are we listening to sonos right now <laughs> technically you're listening to songs but it's uh, 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 hold the thing up and just let right. me know you're not going to listen it's not going to absorb right and we'll move on this shall yes, I have no I'm never gonna follow this up. Um uh, the other thing, and speaking of stuff I've uh, spoke about, but as I was watching um all the uh all the cops and the uh National Guard and everyone lining up and everyone boarding up and all first off, as a carpenter, I'm thinking about that plywood. Mm-hmm. Where's all that going? Hopefully, I mean, repurposed from BLM. Literally millions and millions of sheets of plywood all around yeah. this nation. I think we're going to see a lot more skateboard ramps in 2021. <laughs> right. Well, and a lot of 
under the bridge condos. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a building. Some boom. upgrades. Yeah. So um, I was um, I was thinking about that, and then I thought, what's the plywood really do? Well, it helps a little bit. Um, I don't know how long before the riders start going out with just cordless drills <laughs> and just backing out, backing out screws. But either way... Um, then I thought, wait a minute, one more application for my attack crows. True. Because if you had a furniture store or a foot locker or whatever, and you had those attack crows mm-hmm. just sitting up on mm-hmm. the parapet, Someone somebody starts running toward the thing, yep. just dive bomb them. There's just no way. You You'd, could never. It'd be pristine the next day. Your yes. locker store would be pristine. Yeah. That's right. You could uh, not only. Uh, do away with the plywood. You could just be sitting in your liquor store yeah. when the riots were going down. It's a very good point. Just sitting there. And also, I thought there's a version of the attack crows that would definitely work with the cops versus the mob, too, which is uh, you couldn't go after the, the, the crows would be trained not to go after the cops, the uniform, and they couldn't go after the mob unless the mob engaged the cops, in okay. which case the attack crows could fly out. Yeah, like and, that's uh, who they're protecting. Like do a their, do their bidding. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So All right. Uh, thoughts, thoughts that I had. Yeah. Be a, be a big brother, everybody. Get get involved. That, and they have big sisters. It's the big as brothers well. and big sisters. It's the yeah. organization. Yeah. I, I've, I, the, 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 the girls could use it, but the guys need it mm-hmm. desperately, I would say, in this particular chapter we're in. Well, and it's like that old Chris Rock joke. You got to keep the boys off the pipe and the girls off the pole. That's right. And it does. Just one good relationship outside of uh, the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, big deal. And yeah, growing up with no dad and no mentorship and no whatever. And and by the way, the gang becomes yeah. your mentor. You'll find one. Yeah, they, you will. You will find one. I'm glad to hear you say that about pocket doors. Because I was about to ask you. I have two pocket doors in the house. I'm like, is that like a cheap move to replace those? But we like them. They work. Yeah. They uh, the, the problem. They're efficient. With, the yeah. problem here's the One's problem. In the bathroom with, is those need to hit the sink or whatever. The problem with pocket doors is cheap pocket door kits with like hollow core doors. Hollow core doors don't have enough weight or heft to sw- to slide uh-huh. nicely. Got to have a little weight to right. them. And who I really blame? Star Trek. <laughs> oh, with the mm-hmm. every, yep. every 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 Star Trek goes going, zoom, 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 and then you go back to your shitty apartment yep. and you're just wrestling yep. with your door to get open. You're like, fuck this! Yeah. I was Only. lied to. Yep, that's what I want, and I don't have half of that here. And now I'm pissed off. And enough with pocket door. Um, actually, the promise of yeah, the pocket yeah. door on the Enterprise was false advertising right. for everybody. We all had the promise. We all went home, argued and negotiated and navigated and wrestled with our pocket doors and then were devastated and got a bad taste in our mouth over what pocket doors could be and what they actually were, the reality of pocket doors. You're right. That's right. Our bedroom is two pocket doors, like French doors. That's bad. And here, well, we had to put in a, we had to put in a lock high because there's no lock and there's a five year old in the house. Yeah. So we just put in one of those little, I just said, like, get like a dressing room. Yeah. That's what we did. But I am obsessed with humidity and humidifiers and I don't like to be dry and I like my nose to be dry and get sore throat. So I blast the humidifier. Well, guess what happens when you do that all night with two pocket doors? You're locked in your room. Oh, (laughs) Oh, the action. Seize the action. 
All right, let's see. What do we got here? We're going, we're going to do uh, Who the F Sells This S. All right. Got some calls coming up. First, let me tell you about uh, upstart.com. Paying off debt, feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates keep you in an endless cycle. Upstart, fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan. All online, whether you're paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people use Upstart to get a simple, fixed, monthly rate. Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like uh, income, employment history, all they look at everything. And they offer uh, smarter rates with trusted partners in five minutes online. You can see if you're, uh, you can see your rate and uh, upfront for uh, loans between a thousand and fifty thousand bucks and uh you can qualify fast and uh the funds are fast too one business day after being accepted right dawson find out how upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash adam that's upstart.com slash adam don't forget to use our url to let them know that we sent you loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application go to upstart.com slash adam all right, we'll take a uh, quick break. Come back with the Who the F Sells This S right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about you bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too because you got so much to do already. Go to geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is geico.com today. That's geico.com. Corolla Drinks fans, 818 Rye Whiskey is available now at CorollaDrinks.com. 818 is a whiskey from Adam's backyard, not the gated communities in the same area code. It's aged three years in new American oak and couples a malty sweetness with a complex rye finish. Adam and the team made this whiskey for fans of the show. They made this whiskey for the regulars. Get your bottle of 818 Rye at CorollaDrinks.com. Hurry, we will sell out. It's time to check Adam's voicemail. Adam, this is Chris from Indy. Hey, Tinhorn Flats can put an instant stop to all the harassment with one simple solution. They just need to put a sign out front that says, French Laundry. You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744. I haven't been to the French Laundry. They have fried pickles there, Brian? <laughs> Don't remember that. There were like 14 courses, but I can't remember the front. Of the I was don't know it like if this an, is going to work. Was it an essence of fried pickle foam? Oh, yeah. It was, it was actually deconstructed <laughs> fried pickle. There were breadcrumbs <laughs> over here. <laughs> Corny show on one side. Yeah. All right. We got the intro. Yes, we do. All right. When you're not trolling for prostitutes on Craigslist, you'll notice some crazy stuff for sale. Knife block. Perfect condition, but no knives. One dollar. Cash only. So it's time to answer the question, who the fuck sells this shit? All right, we got Rachel from uh, Woodland Hills. Rachel? Yes. Uh, what you got for sale? 
um, right now, I guess you called about the Winnie the Pooh keychain. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Someone mm. like that. And uh, how much are you asking for it? $3. I feel like that's more than the original cost of the Winnie the no, Pooh. No, no, actually, it's not. Actually, it was $9 originally. Mm. Yeah, and, we're, we're looking um, at it. And now some person will be so excited <laughs> to get this for $3. But, Adam, just before we go any mm. further, this is um, serious cash buyers only. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. You, know, you don't want any tire kickers. Right. Looky-loos coming by. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I look at, yeah, because I've said many times to my wife, you want to go out keychain look? And right. she says, we can't afford it. I, we're just looking. We're just looking. The tree's like royalty. We're just looking. We just got to, we got, look, we're heading, it's just a short jump to Woodland Hills. Make them think you're going to drop some coin. Uh, that's right. Yeah, and act serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. um, yes, you're so, you're so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. You're so hysterical, really. I got questions. <laughs> like, I want to know, is that a skeleton key that it was hanging on? What kind of key are we talking about? What kind of lock? Schlag? Auto ignition? Quick you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That would, be, that would be up to you guys, what you would want to put on it. Well, pardon me, but I like to know the history of my keychains right. because... Oh, it's What's new. The story? It's oh. new, sweetie. Oh, it's new. Yeah, yes, okay. Well, that's good because I do feel like, like I'm not a superstitious <laughs> guy, but I feel like it Disney. carries, oh, yeah. it has a Energy. memory. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh, this thing used to be attached to a van and the guy killed himself yeah, in no, it. No that's, can do. that's an issue for me. Right. Agreed. Yeah. This so, is brand new. So what happened, Rachel? You, you, you shell out the nine bucks. Oh, it, was, it wasn't mine. It was my grandkids. Like oh. anybody else. Everybody buys too much stuff, mm-hmm. and they spend too much money. Then they stick it in a drawer when they get home, and mm. several years go by, and then Graham ends up with it mm-hmm. and says, what do I need all this stuff? Mm. Smart. But what and, about it? What about um, so is- Grandma sells it and then uses money to help people in the neighborhood, whatever. We have a, a local pantry here that I buy a lot of stuff for. You buy half a can of garbanzo beans with $3. Yes, and the, and the senior, come on, you, you know my area. There's a senior center that's people are hurting right now with this pandemic stuff. and Every little bit helps. Yeah, so a lot of people also, you know, thank God I don't need to make a living with this stuff. And so years ago... I had a business and would sell things for clients, and um, now now I'm older, and that business closed up because of the pandemic. Mm. Can't go to people's homes anymore, so I just am selling whatever there is at a low price, because you'd be surprised how many people really need help. They're really struggling. Well, uh, Rachel? Yes. Uh, it strikes me. I was just talking about the story of the guy who got into the police car chase 20 years ago. He went up the hill I lived up under the Hollywood mm-hmm. sign in Beechwood Canyon. He came back around. Mm-hmm. He ended up, I think, in Woodland Hills running through a senior center. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same one we're speaking of. They're but still probably fixing it up. What about your relationship with your grandkids? What about it? Well, I feel like this is what you call a keepsake. You know what I mean? The kind of thing you could think about. You know, you could remember little Timmy buying the uh, Winnie the Pooh back when. Oh, the Winnie the Pooh? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah. These kids are California kids. Uh, yeah. Too much junk. Enough said. Enough said. Two of them went gay already. <laughs> 
California. You know, and so the things that they really love and have memories for, obviously, they're keeping those. Mm-hmm. And they have them and they cherish them. Mm. And um, all this other stuff is just, you know, you know the way it is. It's Southern California. Some kids have way too much. Other kids have not enough. Hold and on, this ends up in... <laughs> This ends up in grandma's junk drawer, so there's nobody's going to miss it. Nobody's going to miss it. Nobody cares. But then sometimes, you know, people will come to buy stuff. You see, you see, as you're talking to them, they don't have money, and they're not being, you know, a smart, excuse me, smart ass. They're mm-hmm. just sincere. They want to give for their kids, and they don't have the money. So, you, you know, grandma can throw a few things in because I'm not going to miss it. I don't care. And most of the money or whatever I sell, either I give it away to charity or I buy something, you know, for somebody else. And uh, it's something to do even more during this pandemic. Otherwise, you'd be bored to death, right? That's a good point. Yeah. Hey, uh, so, yeah. So, Grandma Rachel. Yes. Um, do the kids clean out the junk and give it to you or do you go over there on a on a junk hunt? Oh, I never go, like like I said, I used to do, I'm a professional project manager and organizer, mm-hmm. so I used to get people like you or Jimmy Kimmel, um, yeah. people that are famous, that have a lot of stuff, but they don't want to sell it, they don't want to deal with that, mm-hmm. and they don't want people coming to their homes, they don't really need the money, and they're scared to who they're going to give it to, and I, and I would just repurpose that stuff or make sure it got to the right places. Like like an estate sale for someone who's still living. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Was, and, uh, Rachel, I'm looking yes. at my screen. Says your daughter was on Kimmel's show? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Maybe about that's seven how, years ago. You call also, you guys called have called several times because <laughs> we're always selling weird things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> whether it's a client or whether it's for my grandkids. We're always selling odd things, I guess, and people find that hysterical. How did your daughter end up on Kimmel's show? We were selling someone, who I won't give their name, someone rather famous had a party, and they had all these men's briefs, and they had them hand-painted and decorated. Oh. Mm. Okay. It's like like Oscar, best in show, with a little Oscar on the front, if you get my drift. And um, Mm. people just thought they were hysterical. If this is Hugh Jackman, it's going to confirm a lot of suspicions (laughs) I've had over the years. But I I don't know yet, so I don't want to say. You're so funny. This is... uh, so Jimmy found it as sort of a human interest story. Yeah, yeah, it was human interest. Mm. So uh, lived in Woodland Hills your whole adult life? Oh, no, I'm from the Midwest and then lived in New York and then came here. Oh, I hate Not for Woodland the weather, Hills. just I came here because a friend was sick and my kids were young at the time. And then, you know, things happen. You end up okay all day. Wow, Rachel, you're such a saint. Yeah, it always ends up happening that these people are so much better than us. Yeah, I never look through my junk drawer and think, how much of stuff can I sell, and then how much of the money can I give to give the away. senior center? Yeah. That's well, not- but see, my, my, my latter life, after I retired, I had another whole life organizing people's stuff and working with people that were hoarders. And I don't mean hoarders like on the show you see people that it's, 
you know, really dirty and crappy and nothing you think you would want. It may be hard for you to believe, but there's many famous people who have too much money, and they just buy, instead of being happy with one pair of shoes, they'll buy 20. Can you sell cars? <laughs> Do I sell cars? Can you? <laughs> yes. We if somebody's hoarding cars. them? Good. This is, uh, I never really thought of the professional organizer mm-hmm. as such a first world problem. Oh, yeah. Too much have, stuff. We have to tell people in other lands, we have too much shit. You yeah. know how you don't have enough stuff? We yeah. have a problem we as well. We have too Good much. And sometimes you have a, I have a client, and that client can... They can outfit maybe five or six families on just crap that they don't care about. Mm. You know, whatever it is, whether it's furniture, an old car, yard things, toys, clothes. I never... People just have too much. The part that I never understand is when you have a kid, you get the strollers, Mm -hmm. you get the bassinet, you get all the stuff, then you use it for two years, Mm -hmm. and then the kid outgrows them sort of incrementally... And now you have a perfectly good stroller, bassinet, whatever, changing table. And then somehow when the next person has a kid, it's all new stuff yeah. again. I yeah. can never. Should all be gifted. I can never understand why that stuff. I had a. Uh, I, you, let me tell you how much worse I am than uh, you, Rachel. <laughs> you're so funny. No, this is a true story. You're so funny. We had uh, twin strollers. and. Okay. I uh, used to use the twin strollers, but the thing about the twin strollers is the kids, you end up taking them out one at a time. It's like, it's it's like your car has a passenger seat, but how often is somebody sitting in it? So I famously was uh, going over to Kimmel's to watch uh, football on a Sunday when he lived up the street and... um, I took my son with me. I don't know, was two and a half or three at the time. I was bringing a twelve pack of beer. You're so funny. I could not. Thank you. I could not. I could not. Thank you, Brian. I couldn't. I couldn't fit it in the hammock underneath the stupid thing where the yeah. diapers were going. Right. So of course I just put it in the seat next to it. Sure, got an empty seat. Walking down the street, and of course, year. neighbor guy, you know, watering the lawn just looks like I'm taking my kid for a walk on a Sunday morning with a twelve pack <laughs> at ten forty five. But uh fucking man show guy. Yeah, <laughs> so life. yeah, that uh that that begs another story, but I'll I'll get to it. But uh so here's how bad I am. Are you ready, Rachel? Yeah. Had the twin stroller. It was a nice twin stroller. And uh, as per usual, at my house, once the kids were done with the stroller, the stroller just kind of sat in the entry hall or just it just sort of sat around. And then I said, uh, as I always do, because this is my mode, are we using the stroller anymore? No, the kids are are walking around. Okay, let's get rid of it. Let's let's get it down to the mission or the Mm -hmm. church or the whatever. And Mm -hmm. it was like and then it, it sat for a long time. And then I put it down uh, into the garage, and then I was like, take this shit to the church. I don't want – we don't need it. I don't know why I'm tripping over it. Just get rid of it. And then um, I had a thing. Then I said to Olga, take this to your church or something. Just give it to somebody. tired of this thing. And um, she's like, okay. And I was like, but but now put it in your car. Like, take it tonight. Like, I don't want it here. I I have this whole thing where – People go to the shop and they like show up with stuff. And they're like, "Oh yeah, that's my hockey stick." I was going, "Go bring it, put it in your car yeah. right now." Just You're like put Jimmy it right- Conway after the Lufthansa heist, right? Get it out, get it out, get it back, get it out. <laughs> and I was like, um, 
take it with you. And I just kept saying, take it with you to the church. And maybe she forgot that night and the next night. And there was something where I like actually put it in her car or whatever. And the next day, two days later, something, I went down to the uh, garage and the stroller was back in the garage. And I was like, fuck it. No one's getting the stroller now. And I took it out to the dumpster (gasps) and I just busted it up and threw it away. Wow. That's wow. how bad Better I am. Show the stroller. That's how bad I am. <laughs> you know what's yeah. weird, too, on top of that, tangentially? Uh, Goodwill, I'm sure, you know, Salvation Army, whatever, won't take car seats, cribs, yeah. like, mm. sir, and probably stroller. I don't know about strollers, but I know oh, about car seats and, and cribs. A lot of things that are fabric. I oh. also, now because this of the. This is fucked up because they should go. Those are, those are yep. big ticket items. And those because should go of, to like a person needs And them. with Buy Nothing and the Buy Nothing group, and I like to get rid of this shit. Did you know? I'm sure Brian did. I didn't. Um, car seats have expiration dates. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're technically that. not allowed to reuse them. Did which not is know that. Retarded. Wow. I'm sorry. Stupid. Yeah. They should just be like, if you get a crash helmet, if you race cars and you have a helmet, it'll have a date on it. And your Hans device, your neck restraint system, has a date on it because stuff fatigues right. and becomes unsafe, you know, like an airplane after X amount of hours mm-hmm. and have to rebuild it or whatever it is. But I should be able to if if the helmet expires in four years, I should be able to give it to somebody else right. so they can use it right. up until that date. That's how a car seat should work. Yeah. Hey Rachel. Yes. You're you're literally doing the Lord's work. Literally. And uh You're so funny. Most, I'll tell you, most people though are just like you. They have good ideas about how they're gonna get rid of stuff. Or how they're going to give it to somebody, but the bottom line is they life takes at, over, and they get busy cussing. with their work, their right. kids, and the stuff gets shoved into the garage here, yeah. there, whatever. And Too much stuff. That's why when they're moving, or if they call us to do a job for them, or whatever, they're just happy. I mean, people have you. You just, I'm sure you know this, but people at times will say to us like. Oh my God, we're just about moved in the old cars there. Please, 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 Rachel, get rid of that for me. I don't want it there. I don't want to see it again. Yeah. But when it's. I, d- I don't have the paperwork. I don't have whatever. Just take oh. it away and All figure right, Rachel, it out. Give it away. You've sell convinced it, do whatever. Me. I just I can't deal with it. I will. If I can find. Obviously, the $3 is a little rich for my blood, but if I can get a couple of friends to go in on it. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll do like a fractional ownership, we'll we'll like do a, a timeshare. Yeah. Like we'll Every p- other transfer weekend. to your keychain. You can have Winnie for a week. You right. get it for the winter. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've had. I don't know. You. Everyone should have that gene where stuff sitting around in their house, never, never being used, bugs the shit out of yes. them. Well, it's like you say about throwing a party. You know, once a year to clean all this stuff out. It. I get very blind to things very quickly with clutter and stuff. But if somebody comes over, I see everything with fresh eyes, and then I can see what it's time to get rid of. Yeah, I had a roommate. I've had a million horrible roommates at this. I put all their boxes and shit and they just put it in the entry, whatever, and they never touch it. It's just furniture. Yes. Stuff on top and they, it. yeah, and they, they don't feel any obligation to, uh, to, uh, remedy it. Yeah. The other story, as the uh, story goes, I used to do it in my stand up, which is, uh, the neighbor guy would see me walking with the 12 pack and Sonny and the double stroller, uh, down the street with no, no context. So. <laughs> Just thinking, I was taking a walk with a twelve pack with my son, and it was Sunday. Uh, same guy had had the then 
subsequent weeks later had the same run in with the same guy. Just one of those guys who I don't know who you guys help me solve this problem. There are guys that spend an inordinate amount of time standing on their lawn. Oh, yes. And I've owned many homes. You're never going to drive by and just find me just standing on the lawn. You, right. you might see me walking up or walking back. Or doing something. Or, or playing doing with the kid. something. But yeah. these guys got the koozie. the land, yeah. I, sometimes they have the hose out. Yeah. But that's just a thinly right. disguised excuse for you standing <laughs> oh, yeah. on your that's, lawn. That's just stage business. I don't know if they're paranoid yeah. or they're trying to ward it's off people. Watch. Is that, yeah, because yeah, there's sure. just the dudes who just stand on their lawn. And like this it. guy lived directly between Jimmy's house and my house, and he just stood on the lawn. And um, the fox? later on, the fox was uh, actually in Santa Monica. <laughs> the later on, of course, when, uh, when, when uh, I was over at Jimmy's again, I brought, uh, I brought the dog, I brought Molly. And uh, I was at now, this time. I let I left uh, Sunny at home, and I brought I brought Molly. And uh, Jimmy's also allergic to dogs, but he didn't protest enough. So I brought Molly, and uh, I was in the house, and Jimmy had the smoker going, and the kegerator, and everything. And I was just uh, drinking beers, and uh, I was, uh, and at some point, somebody came running into the house and said, "Molly's gone." Like, got out of the yard, left the gate door open. Molly took Mm -hmm. off out the whatever. Molly would just take off, didn't have a direction, wasn't going anywhere. And I was like, holy shit. And uh, I was, it was funny. I was wearing my sweatpants and uh, I was wearing my Sunday beer drinking clothes, like sweatpants and running shoes, Mm -hmm. t shirt, whatever. And uh, Molly took off. It's your podcasting clothes now. Yes, my podcast. (laughs) And I just took off and I just took off running down the street. And I was just running and running and went down the one street was behind Jimmy's house and then up the other street. And I'm just I'm in a full sprint, just chugging down the street. And uh, same neighbor dude Mm -hmm. is out Mm -hmm. there watering his lawn, never leaves his post. And he's giving me a look like the same look he was giving me when I was walking (laughs) sunny. And I was like, what's he fucking what's this guy do? He stands on his lawn and gives me the stink eye. Uh, I never set my beer down. I was holding a beer <laughs> bottle. At this point, oh, wow. I was holding a Heineken. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm holding the beer, and I was running down yeah. the street with the beer. And now this guy thinks I jog with a beer. There's no other context. I wasn't yelling yeah. the dog's name, or I was just running he down the problem. street, had a sweat had going, a pace, yeah. had a beer. So all he knows is that I, I take my son for a stroll. Yeah. With a 12-pack, yeah. but when I jog, I'll break one off. Yeah. <laughs> That's like such a commitment to drinking. Oh, wow. I love that life. you're judging him. Walk on the walk. Yes, I was. I am. Now, how dare he? How dare he observe <laughs> Look me? Look at you. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. Do we all... I have, a, uh, I have a neighbor guy who does the lawn thing in my neighborhood now. Mm. Do we like that guy because he's has a vigil and he's always oh. got an eye on who's who's coming you know i don't recognize yeah. that van i'm making a phone call Depend- do we like him or do we not like him because it's always where the dog stops and wants oh. to take a shit and then you have to get the bag yeah, out and he's in front he, of him and it's, and it's also a weird relationship which is 
do you say hi to that guy or not? Because they don't yeah. seem like they want to say hi. They're just sitting there with no, their hoes. Right. Like, like kind of Clint Eastwood-y. Yeah, they're just uh, just there. Yeah. Grand Torino. Yes. Depends on the age. If mm. it's me, yes, you don't like that guy. But about, <laughs> we had an old neighbor, Jim, who did that. He died, unfortunately, a few years ago. But we first moved in. He was the 85-year-old neighbor who just kind of hung out and watched the neighborhood, knew everything that was going on, knew when the weird car was parked. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're an old guy. You got nothing to do. You should be patrolling the neighborhood. It was charming. Put him to work. I'm I aspire to that guy. I do, too. I'm jealous of those guys. Yes. They just can hang out all day well, on you, their porch. You guys are lucky because you had elderly gentlemen. I have a firecracker of a young lady who oh, has right. two small kids. Oh, no. She lives next door. She is constantly lighting up her man just lighting him riding his ass yelling at him and but she but i like her because she first of all she's very nice to us but she will throw down with like the local uh junkies and she'll get people to scat and but she's Mm -hmm. just she she has a lot of energy and and you'll hear it Mm. through the windows Mm -hmm. is she what we call a carmen which would be a latina karen more of a, oh, interesting. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and name them Carmen. Yeah, let's go with that. She's a Carmen? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I, I never, I can't even understand the people that are just home all day. <laughs> I, I don't even understand right. that, that concept, but okay. All right. Uh, Richard Kine is going to be, uh, what, what do we love about Richard Kine? <laughs> oh, Besides Bing Bong. Bing Bong. Yeah, he, he's one of the voices in the great Pixar movie Inside Out, which I loved before Tessa was born, and, and I loved him more. When you hear him sing that song, it is a grapefruit in the throat. Yeah. What happens to him? Yeah. And I mean, but he was in like, I, I should have I should have looked, but wasn't he in like old Gary Shandling episodes? I mean, I've, I've seen Richard Kine since I was a kid. Yeah. He seems affable. Yeah, very. Yeah. Let's hope he doesn't des- destroy us. I would hate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, nominated for Tony Awards. Ooh. Hmm. Gina, you should I'm know. You very... know everyone's ever been nominated yeah, for what... a to- Clooney Tony. Clooney was his best man. Yeah. Very interesting. I didn't Clooney know Clooney was his best man? That's what it says. Fathers? Yeah, they were roommates. <laughs> Clooney lived in his apartment and played a, a lot of pranks on Richard. Wow. Interesting. Oh, wow. This is great. Yeah. And of course, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is... Uh, there's never a show I'm waiting more to return than uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I'm so lost. I have no Are idea. Really, you're five of their hiatus? Rudderless. Yeah. All right. We will uh, take ourselves a uh, quick break. We'll come back with Richard Kind right after this. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Get started with a great offer from Comcast Business. And for a limited time, ask how to get a $650 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle when you buy online. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 9-21-21. Call or go online for details.